And welcome to DOS Game Club episode 51. This time we're going to talk about a lot of games, more than usual. Don't you think so, Tyne? <laughs> a lot of games. Yes. I think this is the most games we've had. Well, maybe I remember one where we had all these shareware games. That was a lot of games too. Oh, but. yeah, I, I think. I, I don't remember how many those were. I think it was probably less than in the pinball episode. But anyway, we did something like, how many were it in the end? 16 or so? <laughs> I don't remember. But these are full games that we're discussing now. Yes, Right. So the, the the topic is winter games or skiing games in particular, right? Exactly. Let's let's get into it in a couple minutes. Let me just do the introduction round. You already heard Tyne, Martine in real life. Hello. There's also recurring character Pix or Richard. <laughs> Hello. And there's also a new member Jörn or Tiger Qual on the internet. Hi. Hi. come we play tons of skiing games in a single month can someone explain i honestly don't really remember what happened i i think we were thinking of what to play for december and and i think we were thinking back of some multi-game episodes we did in the past so i i guess we were just looking for something wintry which it's kind of interesting that uh, that Bjorn is, is joining us from Australia because actually this whole <laughs> December is winter thing. That's a very Northern Hemisphere uh, way of looking at things, <laughs> isn't it? I guess it must have been very weird for you to play winter games in the summer. Well, yes. I mean, we don't exactly get a lot of snow where I live, even in the winter. So it's uh, <laughs> it's almost like just a little a holiday, I guess, for me. 
But I mean, is there no skiing in Australia at all? Oh, well, there is, um, but you have to go into the highlands. Um, so somewhere along the, yeah, in, it, the, yeah, there's a few sort of mountain or the Great Dividing Range on the east coast and they have most of the ski resorts. But where I live, um, yeah, not, <laughs> not no. much. Well, where I live in in the Netherlands, <laughs> there's not a lot. Of, there's 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 oh, well, no okay. snow and yeah. no highlands. It's all flat, <laughs> not nothing. It's all it's all below sea level. That's not ideal for skiing. Turns right. out. It turns out you're only just finding this out, are you? <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that basically ties into the question I wanted to ask all of you: Is any one of you actually skiing regularly, or has ever been skiing? I've I've never even seen real skis. I think. <laughs> I have done a little bit of skiing in the past years ago, but um, yeah, nothing, nothing recently. Yeah, it's similar for me. And I think in sixth grade or so, we were on a on a school trip for a couple of days to a skiing area in southern Germany. And I, <laughs> I think I did like ten days of skiing there, and that's that's all. And I never did it again. So ten days is a lot to me. Ten days of skiing. Yeah, I was I had about three days at school as well. We had. We had some sort of activity week. I seem to remember I did dry, dry slope skiing in the morning and sort of ice skating in the afternoons. It's sort of on scene. <laughs> like a, a multi-event. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it seems we are all experts here and we are all very well skilled to judge the games by how precise they are. Yeah, all I remember from that was all the shoes being too small and my feet being absolutely knackered at the end of three days. But <laughs> All right. I have done some skiing, or I mean skating. <laughs> so that's that's something, right? Maybe yes. Probably not not, <laughs> not entirely different. No. Okay. Uh, let's let's get into the the meat of this stuff. I guess um, we also got a, got a voice message. Shall we start with that so we can discuss it? And maybe voice message doesn't duplicate stuff that we already discussed. Maybe seems very sensible. So we have a message by user Watchful who sent it to our email address club at dosgameclub.com. Let's listen. Hi, DOS Game Club. This is Watchful from the forums. I um, have been listening to the show for a while and appreciate it. And I wanted to say uh, I found the winter games uh, entertaining, but quite a challenge to get running, especially Ski King. Um, finally did get uh, the games winter challenge from 1991. Uh, it was actually quite impressive. The 3D graphics for the time were um, pretty good. And I found it the most actual like skiing game of all of them. It also didn't have perspective problems with the skier getting in the way of the view. And the variety of different modes was kind of fun. Although it was uh, still quite a challenging game, especially the bobsledding and the ski jumping. Anyway, I also wanted to mention um, I didn't play any winter DOS games back in the day, usually just on consoles, like with 1080 snowboarding. But in the mid-90s, I did actually make a winter-themed game using uh, the Eek the Cat cartoon character. And uh, I even had a snowboarding mode, which I was quite proud of. Unfortunately, I happened to shut down the computer um, while it was still saving in click and play. And unfortunately, the entire thing was corrupt. So I don't have any backups, but uh, I did enjoy this trip down memory lane. So thanks. That's amazing. Yep. This guy made a winter game, but he didn't save it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. That must be so frustrating. <laughs> uh, I, I've used some click and play as well back in the 90s. It's... Yeah, I wasn't very good. <laughs> right. So some of the things he said about the 3D graphics of um, the game's Winter Challenge, I think he mentioned, that 
that mm. game really looks looks nice. So mm. we will talk about more about the specific games over the next twenty hours, I think. <laughs> so <laughs> thanks a lot for your awesome voice message, watchful. Exactly, and and hopefully more people will send in voice messages because these are all always fun to to hear. Someone put something about prehistory in our little um, cheat sheet that we use to look up stuff. Who can give this talk? Well, I I um, I figured that the oldest game because we've we've been collecting a bunch of these winter games on the forums, right? And uh, I think it would make sense to sort of go through them chronologically. Because there's sort of an evolution going on from the arcade nature of the 80s to the more realism pursuit stuff in the 90s. So this is a nice thing to look at. But I I was just thinking to myself, the first game that we've actually uh, managed to look at is the 1986 game Winter Games by Epix. But surely that's not like the, the, the first winter game ever, right? That's not the oldest game with skis i i thought so i i just thought it was interesting to look up what came before and someone mentioned there's a there's a text mode game from from earlier i don't know yeah that, that was me so i had a very very quick go on it so it's like you've got it's basically all ascii graphics and you've got like a third of Sounds the screen <laughs> that's, yeah yeah well you're basically just trying to avoid the ascii <laughs> graphics and, and um, I don't know why it's only in a third of the screen, because it runs like an absolute <laughs> clappers and you can't avoid anything in my experience. Funny thing about that game, that's one of the few I had actually played before. My brother got that for a birthday or Christmas. or <laughs> What a great birthday present. Like, <laughs> <laughs> back when he was a kid. And, yeah, I think even as children, we played five minutes of it and thought, <laughs> what is this? Oh, that's that's great. great. I I mean, I, I do feel bad <laughs> saying that because it, it's clearly just somebody's programming project that they whipped up in an afternoon or something full, full of spelling errors and things. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it is funny that uh, yeah, I've, I've actually got memories of that game from when I was That's a kid. That's amazing, yeah. So this is like, an, an, is it made in basic or something? Or is it, yeah, one so, of those yes. gorilla boss type games? Mm. Mm. I think it's just called skiing, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spelled yeah. correctly, by the way. So that's <laughs> something. The, I, I, to me, I thought the, the oldest game would be an arcade game because that's sort of where most of this stuff starts, right? Uh, I found one from 81 by Taito. Uh, Taito? Taito? I don't know. Uh, it's called Alpine Ski. Alpine Ski. Alpine uh don't know much actually i i looked up some footage and it looked a lot like ski free to me it's like one of those top down uh scrolling vertical scrolling uh skiing games where you avoid the trees so that's a pretty old one but actually the oldest one i found was also called skiing <laughs> just like the the, the text <laughs> mode game from from what was it 84 or something yeah yeah, the the, uh, the Atari twenty six hundred apparently had a, a nineteen eighty game also called Skiing, which is also one of those vertical scrolling, top down things where you avoid the trees. So, 
That, that's not surprising. That's exactly what the Atari 2600 is good at. Mm. Or the only thing it's good at is mm. vertical scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's, yeah. I, I thought it would be interesting to look at what came before this, but that's, the actual first game is, uh, is, is, is the Winter Games one from 86 by Epix. The one that we looked at, I mean. Yeah, and the first one we're going to talk mm. about, right? So, what about Winter Games from Epix? It, it has CGA graphics, uh, which <laughs> works surprisingly well for a winter theme, I thought. Because because of the, the what is it, Cyan? Cyan, yeah. Yeah. It looks like mm. ice. Cyan and white. Yeah, that, that, that so, works. True. That was surprising. It's got PC speaker sound because that's just what games had in 86. It was ported to all the platforms. There's also an Atari 2600 version mm. of it. And it looks quite mm. okay. I, I honestly was was sort of impressed. I mean, it's not it's not a great game really, but it's a bold attempt, I feel. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's it's one of those multi-event games. Most of these games actually are. So it's, it's a, a whole bunch of mini games collected together, packaged as a single thing. Which, I don't know. It, it's it's not the worst one that we looked at, despite being the oldest. So I feel that there's deserves some praise. Yeah, there, there have been a few games that were worse. <laughs> I thought I was I was pleasantly surprised as well. I thought um, I mean the games in that are all pretty straightforward and simple, but I thought they were addictive. They you know they um, you know there's sort of a, a, an enjoyment to be had there, and you can sort of work on getting your technique better. To a degree, and yeah, there was there was a bit of a yeah addictiveness to it. I thought definitely. What do you think, Richard? Yeah, was, I didn't spend. I spent, I played the EGA version of this. I think they must have done another one a couple of years later. But there's quite a bit of variety in this. I think some of the games we're going to look at later. Yes, a lot of the events feel like the same thing over and over. Whereas all all of these sort of had different techniques, which none of which I spent long <laughs> enough. I didn't spend long enough <laughs> to get any good at any of it. I have to say. Especially the figure skating. Yeah, I must say I mainly focused on the skiing ones. Um, maybe it would be fun to to uh, run down the list because actually you're right. The the, the variety is pretty impressive. There's there's uh, is there figure skating in any of the other games? Don't think so. Uh, yeah. That's that's something. So figure skating is a thing, but also speed skating, of course. There's also a mode called free skating. I'm not exactly sure what that is actually. It's like doing dance or something as well on ice. Yeah, they both look the same to me, the figure skating and the free skating. Yeah. I'm, sure there was, I'm sure there's some difference, but yeah, I couldn't, couldn't figure it yeah. out as I was playing. No. It's, it's, I think it's all Olympics focused, right? Because the game actually opens with the opening ceremony where a guy runs into the screen and lights the Olympic flame. So I don't think this is like an officially endorsed game by the olympics but it is definitely olympic themed but the skiing events they they include some some wild stuff as well i mean hot dog aerials what what kind of a name is that (laughs) uh it's it's just doing stunts right that's what it is the hot dog one i mean is that an official um olympic sport i don't know Maybe it was in 86. You know, in, in hindsight, we should have invited someone who knows something about skiing. Mm, you think? <laughs> I can't think. Of, no, you might, it's a fair question. I can't think I've ever seen it in the Olympics, now you mention it. But it's like a ski jump, isn't well, it? So you sort of 
Have I got the right? I'm, no, hang on. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm thinking ski um, don't I? Yeah, but it is sort of similar to that. It, it, it is going down a ramp and doing a jump, but then you do the tricks and stunts in the air. You know, I think I've seen stuff like that, but maybe on some uh, energy drink themed <laughs> sports event. Mm. I just Googled it and someone on Reddit says that apparently the original name of this event is hot dogging. So that's sort of close to hot dog aerials. <laughs> it sounds sounds like something you should do probably. <laughs> <laughs> but it's apparently an official event from the 80s. Uh it says here hot dog skiing or hot dogging uh was only just gained official status at competitions in the early 80s, even though it had been around for many years. So that that was the name it went by instead of something like freestyle stunts or whatever. Ah. So, well, seems, so seems legit. Seems legit, yeah. There's also a jump, just like a, a distance jump, you know, like... I I I, I kind of like these one. You know, the most most interesting thing in this month for me was to find out that there are games dedicated only to teaching you how ski jumping actually mm. works. <laughs> because I had no idea, and I thought, well, they're driving down the ramp and they're doing like some some weird stand up there, and then they mm-hmm. land. But no, it's 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 a very complex topic. Yeah, turns out jumping for hundred meters involves some technique. <laughs> Weirdly. <laughs> okay. Um, is there anything else we have to say about winter games? I had thought it's strange for something that has multiple events. There was no just straightforward downhill skiing event in this mm. one. Mm-hmm. There seemed to be in all the others. Yeah, good point. Especially as the older skiing games all focus just on that. Mm. I guess it's it's also mostly a 2D side view game, right? I think it's probably hard for them to do that in that perspective. Yeah, they were thinking about bits where this is a C64 game, I think, wasn't it, originally? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah, I suppose. I, I kind of like the biathlon the most. I just like the the the, 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 the fact that you're shooting. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, it's the, the cross-country stuff is just button mashing, really. But then the shooting is sort of... Yeah, it was bog standard for this sort of game, but then a bit of button mashing, <laughs> wasn't it? Because of track and field and that. Yeah. But still, I mean, being the game being as early as it was, then, I mean, it's standard. It became standard because of such games. Yeah. I feel there's some... Yeah, that's good. Yeah, when was Decathlon for the... 2600 was, uh, when did that get released? That that was a real joystick killer game. <laughs> <laughs> Probably a little earlier. Well, one year earlier, actually. Oh. That's an Activision game, right? Mm. Yeah. So, must have been a late Atari game. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel it's a solid attempt, honestly. I don't know, does anyone know anything about this company, Epics? Like, did they publish other stuff? Or I did do a little bit of research on it. Um, and, well, the, the company history, they it sounded like they just copied the company history of every other game company from the era. They, they, it's sort of this, <laughs> almost a rundown of, of, of Origin meets Bullfrog meets, you know, all these other companies starting off in their basement, making something for the mm. Commodore Pet, and then somehow they managed to fast talk their way into a publishing deal. And then there was internal division and mismanagement, and then 
they sold off their company and went bankrupt in the early 90s. So that, you know, that's a kind of sounds like every other game company you've ever heard of. But they did, yeah, they did Definitely. have a bit of success by the sounds of it throughout the, yeah, sort of mid 80s, making a lot of these sort of um, multi-game things. I, I'm sure they did other things as well. Um, but I, yeah, I sort of know them for the for sort of multi-game event kind of, yeah, like like this, yeah. Yeah, wasn't this one a sequel? To summer, was didn't they do summer games before this? Yes, you, you could be right. Actually, yeah, I think I heard of that. I'm I'm looking at their games list now. It's actually quite impressive, to be honest. Yeah, they were a big company. Started a few big early early RPGs, if I remember. I've not played them. Though. They made the original Rogue, oh, so yeah. that's something. But there's some big names in this list. They made Chips Challenge. They made Impossible Mission. Yeah, uh, the the four. Four by four off-road one. Oh yeah, summer games. Here it is from '84. So yeah, I suppose summer games is essentially the same, but just different mini games, right? Well, did they make the game? Um, I think um, Moby Games lists them as publisher. Ah, uh, uh, they say it's developed by Action Graphics. At, uh, Wikipedia calls them a video game developer, so I'm not sure. I think they made them. Maybe not all of them. Maybe they did both and also published games by other people. I think a lot of companies did that. Right, uh, especially back in the day, right? Also yeah, exactly. More common. Were they also, I know there's an Epic's fast load cartridge, I think for the Commodore 64. Is it the same Epic's or is that something completely different? <laughs> yeah, I think it is then, now yeah. you mention it, yeah. So they hmm. dabbled in hardware as well. Oh no, they did a controller as well, didn't they? Like a like a joystick or something. I don't remember that. I wasn't a C sixty four owner, but then uh, the spectrum. <laughs> oh, okay. They also made California Games, which is another of these collections. I, I think California Games pretty famous, right? Mm. Yeah, yeah. So quite a cult following. Exactly. So yeah, good for them. <laughs> Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Are they still around? No, they went defunct in 1993. Right. So, what's our verdict about Winter Games? Time already said you think it's a solid attempt, right? It's a good effort. That's what I feel. It's, It's not great, but it's not terrible. And given it's the first of its kind for the PC, imagine you're a PC gamer. And, and there's just this, right? So you can't really fault it for, for anything because it's the only game right. you've got. So, yeah. I think if, if you got that game back in the day and you were into winter sports, you might actually have been able to enjoy it, right? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I played this on my Spectrum, I'm sure, back then. I quite liked it at the time. It's, uh, I think it stands up. It stands up better than some of the ones we're going to look at later. <laughs> yeah, I think it, it stands up better than the next one, actually, which is Winter Challenge World Glass Competition. World Glass, not World Glass. Um, it's it's honestly difficult to tell these games apart yeah. by the titles because <laughs> there's Winter Games, but there's also Winter Challenge, but there's also the games, the winter games, challenge. winter challenges. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and half of them have got about four names as well. Yeah, but really confusing. But then again, what are you going to name your winter sports game, right? Yeah, I think this one. I think this was Winter Olympiad '88. Mm. I think this one when I played it. Yeah. Okay. 
That's what the title screen also says. I think, right? Uh, okay. I, I think mine says Winter Challenge. Let's start it. Oh, yeah, you're right. Tinesoft Winter Olympiad 88. So Tinesoft. So you made it. <laughs> I made it. In 88, I was five years old. So honestly, a great attempt for a toddler. <laughs> right. So what, what can we say about this game? How does it differ? How does it improve on, or try to improve on winter games? How does it fail doing the, so? Because you already mentioned uh, winter games is probably better than this one, right? But why? This one just, to me, I got the impression that they were just trying to do a cash grab, basically, because a lot of the events are very similar to the previous Epics one, especially the biathlon, like felt like almost exactly the same mechanics, just not done as well. <laughs> just the whole feel of the game is off to me. Um, it starts by uh, asking if you if you want to use the joystick or not, and then I don't know how it works for you guys, but I had to press no twice. <laughs> For it to register, so that's that's not a great start. Is it? <laughs> but they they do add um, some rudimentary 3D graphics, right? Um, and and they oh. add downhill um, skiing. Yeah, that's true. They've actually got both downhill and slalom skiing. So that's two events that are not in uh, the previous one. I was going to say, did anyone actually manage? It's incredibly difficult that downhill skiing. I found there's just I'm not sure what, what, what course it is that has trees <laughs> yes, everywhere. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's impossible to me. I mean, I've got mixed feelings. It ran really fast. I was quite impressed with how quick it ran mm. on an old machine, to be fair to mm. it. But... There are other games that ran surprisingly fast, right? Like, um, <laughs> what was it? The Bruderband one. Um, Super Ski, maybe? No. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it's a Super Ski series. Where, mm. Yeah, I don't think... Well, we'll get on to them. Yeah. But the, the, this one was actually possible to get running somewhat, well, somewhat playable. I, I don't know. It, it. I, I don't know. It, it looks kind of impressive. Yeah, I, I don't think it was too bad, to be honest. This once you got it running, it had a bit of decent PC speaker music as it, as it goes mm. with a few channels. Mm. Oh, the the biathlon mm. was a complete rip off <laughs> of Epics, wasn't it? Let's face it, <laughs> yes. it's absolutely identical. <laughs> I'm still into it. I'm still into it. It's just, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember getting much success with the ski jumping, though. It's no, it's a common theme in these games for me. But yeah, just the landing, you know. Just yeah. I think you weren't the yeah. only one. I, apart from the dedicated ski jump games, which I'll get to. I yeah. I don't think I've ever figured out any of the mechanics mm. how to land properly. Yeah, but but at least this one has the biathlon, like. At least there is an event which you can do, so I feel that makes True. up for it. Did anyone was anyone else able to play the bobsled? It just glitched out for me. It, it didn't run at all. Oh, it ran all right for me. Yeah. No, it must have just been my setup. It's it's sort of impressive, really. I mean, it's it 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 looks. I I feel it makes great use of the CGA palette as well, um, with the white. A track and then the cyan, cyan sky and the and the purple guys. I I don't know. It it's a it's a clever way of uh, of using this very limiting palette. So it's yeah. I think we might have found like the one type of game <laughs> where CGA palette works. For. Exactly. 
it's a bit sad. Um, it was the days when the Amiga was still so far ahead. When you look at the screenshots from the Amiga, they look so great mm. for this game and for the previous mm. one. It's mm. it's sad. Yeah, this these are not the glory days of no. the, not the gaming. Scene. No, <laughs> though I guess they could they could no. have made it an EGA game and get twelve more colors on screen, right? But they didn't. Yes, but also twelve <laughs> exactly. players in total worldwide. <laughs> So, yeah. Funnily, the the main menu uh, shows the events to choose from, like which which mode you'd like to play. Um, and, and one of them is the opening ceremony. <laughs> that's right, yes. <laughs> so that's a fun... <laughs> that's for the Olympics feel, right? So, I mean, imagine you're, you're a real Winter Olympics fan and you're, you're waiting for them to start. And, it's, and the game comes out two months before the event starts. And you're like, wow, I can't, I can't wait. And then you do exactly that. Yeah, exactly. So very faithful yeah. spectator simulator. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of funny, though, that these games, I mean, both Winter Challenge and, and the previous one, Winter Games, they, they have a really strong arcade uh, history, I think, right? Because that's what games were in those days. Were just yeah, button mashing and 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 quick response. Like just that. That was these these games are surprisingly both uh, themed after a real thing. Even though they're not really simulate. Well, maybe they're trying for their day. I don't know actually how how much of a simulator this would would have been in the day. Maybe Winter Challenge more so even than Winter Games because of the 3D aspect, but I don't know. Are these more arcade games or more trying to go for the real thing? It's hard to judge now, I feel. <laughs> yeah, I think with the technology of the day, um, it's hard to get anything that is close to a simulation. Yeah. Maybe maybe they were trying to go for a more... What do you think, Richard? You've played a lot of these old games. Um, well, this is not too many from this early on, but I think the bob the bobslide sort of fairly faithful recreation, I guess. But I think it's just, it's just a collection of sort of arcadey mini games, isn't it? I think they sort of saw saw Epic. I think Epic sold that quarter of a million of Winter Games or something like that. So I'm sure they saw that and thought they'd have a crack at it. Was what my guess? Mm, yeah, yeah. That's that's probably what it is. Yeah. I'm I'm playing the bobsled red one right now because because I wanted to see if it glitched, but it actually runs fine <laughs> because the recording is not enough excitement. <laughs> well, I I just wanted to see if it if it works and it works fine, but I I do have it set to only six hundred cycles, so maybe maybe if your DOS box is running too fast, it can glitch out. Oh no, I I was playing it on hardware. I had uh, I bet mind you, it still might have been the speed because I was on a three eight six rather than. On a mm. on like an XT or something, um, yeah. but I, I think also when it. I tried it on my DOS, DOS box, but yeah, maybe I just didn't put the cycles down far enough. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that, that that's that's a common problem to many of those games. Mm. Mm. They're not really meant for playing on anything better than a potato, really. <laughs> 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 okay, so yeah, all in all, it's it's. It's a fair attempt, but it's also very clearly a cash grab and just a blatant yeah. copy of what was already yeah, around. It, it, 
I will say it is the best time soft game I've ever played. <laughs> Thank you. <but> <laughs> what what else did they make? They, well, they're sort of famous for terrible <laughs> games on the spectrum here in the UK. So the one that springs to mind is, is they tend to get licenses. So the first game is one called Super Grand, which is one of the definitely one of the worst games on the spectrum. If anyone wants to take a look at that on YouTube, Super Grand. <laughs> Yeah, Super Grand, it's... Is that Super Grand just Super Grand or Super Grand The Adventure? Oh, I don't know about The Adventure. That's, uh, mm. that's about 1984 on the Spectrum. They also did they did a Superman game, which is what... If anyone thinks that the one on the Nintendo 64 is the worst game ever, it's not even the worst Superman <laughs> game ever, believe me. <laughs> Do we know how big this company was? Because um, looking at the stuff they have um, released on Moby Games, there's at least 10 games a year. Probably more. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of games. I don't think that that reflects the number of people working think, there, really. Yeah, I think <laughs> some of the people who did these went on to do decent games. I, I don't know how big the I, company was. I have was to there. admit, I've never heard of any of those games. <laughs> hey, they have one called Autobahn. That's... Uh, yeah, they've they've got more German games. Actually, the first game was Auf Wiedersehen Pet. Oh, that so... was a TV series here in the UK. Ah, that was that's another okay. one that's appalling, <laughs> from what I remember. But <laughs> honestly, yeah, the, they they also did a, a thing called Circus Games, which sounds like another of these collections of. Oh, I don't know. That one. Interestingly, they they no. mix platforms. Like they may release one game on the BBC Micro Commodore sixteen, and something called Electron that I've never heard of. Then the next game they would release on Atari eight bit line. The next one on on ZX Spectrum. Then next one only on, on Atari yeah. ST. It's like, but didn't they try to mm. build like like an an audience or something? I think it's a. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the audience. Well, a bit hard with the games they were turning out. I think sort of as ma- aim at as many mm. places as possible. I think and turn them out quick. Their last game is Beverly Hills Cop, which uh, that's mm. another license. I mean, that sounds kind of impressive. But I'm sure the game itself is not very... You know, they're also listing 3D pinball. Um, oh. Maybe they did one of the ports? Maybe. The, on Wikipedia, their last game is 1990, so... Huh. 1992, so... Well, I, I, I believe Moby Games okay. over Wikipedia when it comes to gaming. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Although it says on Wikipedia they went bankrupt in 1990, so... Yeah. But Apex went bankrupt in 1990 as well, and they still made games for a few more years. <laughs> well, That's maybe if, if you're working on on a port of something and it gets released along with the original by the other company that made the original, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, um, what do you think about this game besides it being a cash grab? Can you recommend it to people who like winter games or skiing games? I must be careful with my choice of words. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for research purposes, maybe. <laughs> if you ever happen to make a podcast about skiing games. <laughs> I think with all the other options you have, I mean, if this were the only game out there, I'd say, yeah, look, it's it's fine. It does the job. But yeah, compared to compared to the other ones, I'm not sure you need to give this one. No. 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 <laughs> It's still not the worst one in the list, though. No. So that's, I mean, it has <laughs> that going shot. for it. <laughs> right. So maybe skip this one if you're doing 
skiing games for fun, not for research. Mm, yeah. So the next game on the list is actually a big name that I've heard many, many times over the decades, but never actually played. It's Ski or Die by Electronic Arts from in 1990 released, right? Definitely. So why is it such a big word or name? Because it was released by Electronic Arts or? Well, also because of Skate or Die, I suppose, which is the other really famous game they made earlier. Um, yeah, I think this is just a play on on the Skate or Die game, really. Yeah, for a bit of rhyme, name recognition. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's honestly a bit comparable to the whole summer games, winter games thing. They just started with something and then, uh, well, they, the, the Skate or Die was quite a success, right? On the Nintendo as well as some of the other platforms. So, yeah, I just I just figured they they thought, okay, let's do more of this. So that's that's how Ski or Die came in. Yeah, there's one thing um, worth mentioning about this game, I think, and is that the graphics are actually hmm. now EGA. And when you compare the Amiga version, it doesn't really look that much better. There you go. So go PC. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it is 1990 by this point. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, things are catching yeah, up. Don't, don't mention the sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's still PC speaker sound, isn't it? You can get ad-lib uh, OPL music uh, running in that one. Um, yeah, you just need to put a command line option in the end. I, fi- I figured that out when the... PC speaker started to get on my nerves. Oh, that's great. Okay. I, I have not figured this out. That's interesting. I just had the PC speaker and I I just muted it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cool. It is it is still one of those games in the same vein as Winter Games by Epix, right? It's still basically a collection of multiple uh, mini-games in a very arcade fashion. Yeah, but they have better names. Mm. Yeah, this... Mm. <laughs> they are called Downhill Blitz, Acro Aerials, Snowball Blast, Snowboard half okay, that one's maybe a bit more normal, <laughs> and Inner Tube Thrash. What's, yeah. what, what are all of those? Well, they're not Olympic games. That's maybe an interesting thing. Uh, this is the first collection that's not actually uh, uh, based on the Olympics. This is just being cool in the snow. So. <laughs> and I think by this time, the, the snowboarding thing was becoming very hip. So I think also they, they figured, let's, let's use our skateboarding fame to get into the snowboard hype. So I think, I think that, w- that was the main motivation maybe to make this game. And and to be honest, the snowboard halfpipe is one of the best mini games in the whole thing, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, quite enjoyed that one. A lot better than the skiing, to be honest. Uh, because <laughs> I don't know, did did any of you manage the downhill blitz and actually get get to the bottom? No. No. Yeah, I mean, I think you you have to replay it many many times until you know the layout. Yeah. It doesn't change, I think. Uh, right? No, no, it's the same. Yeah, but it's impossible. So, yeah, you, you always end up getting into dead ends and then there's no way to get out of there again, it's, right? That's well, you can, Yeah, you can jump some of the dead ends as well. But not all of them in my experience, unless it was just me doing it wrong. It's, yeah. But I, th- I think I got to the bottom. I thought but... you would. I thought you were the person to, to manage this. 
Well, I think this is the out of all these games. This is the only one I played on DOS back at the time. Oh. Is this one? So I'm fairly familiar okay. with this. I think I quite like out of, out of all of them. I think this is one of the better okay. games actually. So it's, it certainly looks a bit nicer. Everything's it's sort of got a bit of character. All the games, it's it's more about do, half of them are more about doing stunts and scoring points, aren't they? It's not sort of less keyboard mashing and sort of learning mm. a bit of skill. We have to perform the little. Mm. flips and that on the half pipe and all of this it is definitely very cool i mean it opens <laughs> with that guy in the shop right the the grungy looking guy yeah <laughs> so it's, I, it, it is true that this game is less plain and less yeah i don't know it, it does have a lot more of, gamey yeah and also more cool like it has you know this is the the cool the cool drunk uncle <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rodney looks a bit he looks a bit scary, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All, all his EGA yeah, glorious red skin color. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like he's so, burned or it doesn't have any skin. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the AGA palette, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. But it fits. Oh. It's yeah. I, I I did not manage the downhill blitz at all, mostly because the, the controls are just inverse. Mm-hmm. I mean, who came up with that? You go. You want to go left. You press right. What? You want to go left on the screen, right? That's why you press left. It's, yes, it's weird. Yeah, it's tank tank <laughs> control, isn't it? I guess. What you're facing yeah, there. Yeah, it's it's none of the games had. Well, I guess the the downhill vertical thing is is a classic. Uh, but but I don't remember the other games being controlled like this. No, it almost felt like um, left and right. Uh, clockwise and counterclockwise and you had to twist your brain to <laughs> mm-hmm. to to get your head into which direction yeah. you're supposed to be facing it's really difficult so yeah well i guess like like most control things it would just take a couple hours to get used to it and then you cannot play the other ones anymore <laughs> yeah 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 probably <laughs> I was sort of successful in the in the aerials, like you uh, you can do with the skis a, a jump, and you can do backflips and stuff. I, I I I put quite a lot of effort into managing that. So in the end, I could do like two backflips or whatever. So yeah, I I honestly like those modes where you just do stunts in the air. So right. So um, the game as a whole, what do we think about it? easily the coolest of the of the whole bunch <laughs> yeah <laughs> but is it the best i'd even go so far as to describe it as rad rad oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it it is what it is uh you know i i went in with too high of an expectation i think so I, I thought oh ski or die this is going to be awesome yeah. and then yeah, exactly. Mm. Because you hear the name all the time. And whenever someone brings up skiing games, yeah. someone says, hey, ski or die. Yeah, exactly. So I think I went in with too too much, expecting too much. And then it couldn't really live up to the hype. Doesn't mean it's a bad game. And it's it's just a bit, I don't know. I no. think it, because of the downhill blitz being so difficult, I, I felt a bit disappointed. And yeah. But, but it is the only one that includes a snowball fight mode. So that's cool. <laughs> That's something. Okay, um, shall we go on with the next game then? Which is also, um, you know, we, we just said how terrible the downhill blitz was to play in Ski mm. or Die. Now we have games entirely dedicated to downhill. Mm-hmm. That's Downhill Challenge. Uh, well, the first one is is just 
Did anyone manage to get it running at all? Well, I did kind of. You need to, if, if you're playing in DOSBox, you really need to to lower the cycles to something like 150 or so. Mm. I don't know what, what real PC um, that's supposed to be. I mean, even the original PC should have more than 150 cycles uh, if simulated in DOSBox, right? Yeah, I was playing this on my old Tandy and it's got like a setting to halve the speed to like four megahertz or whatever. It's yeah. still pretty quick, even at... <laughs> And this, I mean, this is in 19, 1988, yeah. 1989, actually, it was. Mm. Yeah, that's, was it? that's, uh, that's, that's weird, ludicrous. A super weird year for putting out a game that is like that. And CGA only. And Yeah. What, what were they thinking? <laughs> I don't know. It's a French game. So maybe that explains <laughs> something. Uh, it's, by, it's by Microids, uh, which they, they went on to make this into a series, right? I mean... Yeah, there's two two more of them. Yeah. yeah, they they went full in with the, and they changed the name over the course of the series. That's a bold move. That's a well, well, I had a, it's another one of these with a few different names. This was this, this they had a license here in the UK. With Ed, Eddie Edwards was super mm. ski. It got called here in England. Is is that Eddie the Eagle? The Eddie the Eagle. That's right. I'm wow, he's like a famous person, right? <laughs> I see <laughs> yeah, a sort of famous. <laughs> well, I had no idea he had licensed games. <laughs> so it, this is like Tony Hawk. This is like Eddie the Eagle Super Ski. Yeah, it's not quite the same prestige, is it? To, you basically got a guy who came mm. last into mm. him in every event he ever took part in. <laughs> yes, but he did so with a lot of uh, flair. So yeah, uh, I think the whole series had the same problem, right? Even the even Super Ski 3, um, if I remember correctly, had some issues with... Yeah, with speed. I've been trying to play all of these games on real hardware, and this, ser- this series is a nightmare, <laughs> every single one of them. I, I, I mostly played the last one, the Super Ski 3. I think by that time they dropped the downhill challenge completely. I think that is just the most playable. I mean, luckily they made some progress over the years, but... It looks pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. I mean... Uh, that's something. It's it's 3D. It's I I managed to avoid a few trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel that's something. It's I mean it's, it's only got four events, hasn't it? And th- three of them are sort of variants on downhill skiing, and every one of them is exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, you've got one with big flags, one with little flags, and one with no, basically no flags, and they're all the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tiny flags. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. it yeah, it looks kind of exciting, but it wears off pretty quickly. And then you're left with, yeah. I'm too feeling. I think I had the same impression of these three games. Um, I mean, especially the first two, but the third one, still not not that much better in my, in my opinion. Interestingly, they they started with a focus on on the downhill challenge, but then in the second one they added more modes, which they removed again in the third game, uh, such as the the bobsled thing and uh, the ski jump. Oh, maybe the ski jump is in the third actually, but there's a stunts mode as well in the second one. So they they were trying things. Yeah, the second one was a lot better, wasn't it? It looked a lot nicer, VGA and all that. Yeah, yeah. Quite, I I think my favorite of the three was the second one. Um, 
I kind of like the mm. the cartoony characters and, and and the graphics in that one. I thought that yeah, sort of gave it a, a fun vibe. I think I played the second one back in the day. Actually, I think this is one of the f- few ones I had. I had a bunch of these, but yeah, I think I had the second one, and I played it a fair amount because I played anything I had just because I had it. So yeah, the one thing I found with Super Ski Two, um, it's VGA graphics, but it only uses 16 color palette and I think they do quite a good job of making it feel like there's a lot more than 16. Hmm. That's something we had in a, in a game a couple of months ago in um, Gateway. It was always just 16 colors but it never looked like 16 colors. Oh yeah. So apparently there are some artists out there <laughs> who can make good stuff yeah. with 16 colors. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you if you pick the palette in a smart mm. way then yeah. But yeah, I I think they peaked probably with 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 the second game and mm-hmm. then yeah the third game is kind of impressive because of the 3d graphics sort of i guess i don't know is it is it's, it really 3d they, I guess they look pre-rendered to well, a lot of the graphics i'm not sure i, I think the backgrounds might have been 3d uh yeah done as you're playing but the player characters look yeah. pre-rendered to me yeah yeah, but I think. Well, definitely, you could like on the ski jump, you could like rotate it around, and you could see the skier sort of snapping into place. Mm. So it's like it's, it's like Doom style <laughs> pre-rendered sprites. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But still, the fact you can move the camera is, I don't know. It's 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 something. Struggle. I really struggled. I think he was running way too fast for. I mean, it's, it's got these old mm. mouse controls. Yeah. The third one, hasn't it? I don't know if anyone tried. Yeah. Oh, right. That's no yeah. Good. It felt very twitchy. But you can't play with the keyboard, right? You just have to center your mouse in the screen first. And then you can play with the keyboard, I think. I played all of them on, on my laptop, and I'm not, not good with using a trackpad. So. No. I mean, it looked like it might have been a de- oh, decent if you spent enough time with it. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's something to it. I, mu- I feel there's, there must be more to it then. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah... It's kind of hard to get into. Yeah, it. all of these yeah. are really difficult. But I mm. guess I don't, I don't know. I suppose if you actually paid your money for it back in the day, maybe a bit more challenge isn't a bad thing. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, they must have sold enough copies of the first two games so that they could make a third one. So even the first one must have been somewhat of yeah. a success, right? It's a bit weird. <laughs> well, the first one was published by Brotherbund, uh, which was a really big name, especially by the late eighties. So. That must have helped some sales. the 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 latter ones aren't. Um, I think the latter ones are all, are all self published. Yeah. At least so. that's what Moby Games says. Yeah. All right. Um, so these three, all in all, my opinion, better skip them as well. You agree, guys? Or well, the second one is probably the best one. Um, but it's largely inspired by uh. A, a 1991 game called The Game's Winter Challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Which we are going to discuss next, actually. Yeah. So actually, if you're if you're going to check out one of these 90s collection games... Do the next one. Yeah, just <laughs> just do this one. So Because honestly, I think I think that this next one is is one of the better entries. Yeah. If not the best. Maybe, yeah. Well, you know, my 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 personal favorite one is the Vardit one. <laughs> well, so. yeah, that's, that's obviously the best of everything. <laughs> Contender yes. against Doom, would you say? 
<laughs> easily, easily. We'll definitely get into that one uh, in a bit. Yes. But yeah, for now, the the game's winter challenge. It's really quite impressive, isn't yeah. it? Uh, this is actually the, the only one that I had played back in the day. I mm. I was always thinking I had played winter games, but because those names are all so similar, only yeah. this month, um, or in December when we played all of those games, I actually learned which one I was playing <laughs> as a kid on mm. a friend's computer because obviously all the games I played, I had to play on friend's computers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, these names, I, I don't think I knew the names back in the day as well. They were just, you know, I, I think I called them all winter <laughs> games. This is, but yeah, this one is actually called The Games Winter Challenge. Um, it's developed in 91 by Ballistic, but it was published by Accolade, which was also uh, a pretty big name in the early 90s. Yeah. They, they also did Test Drive and stuff, yeah. right? So, yeah. But this is, this is like a decent game, man. I mean, this is VGA mm-hmm. graphics and Sound Blaster and everything. And, and it just plays really well. It does, and what what I sort of really noticed um, again, I, I'm, I also played this when I was a kid, one of the few I did. Uh, but the, it has so many events, and and you mentioned, uh, I think Richard me mentioned earlier, one of the games they've got all these downhill events, but they're all basically the same. Whereas in this one, it feels like even between the downhill events, there's different physics, there's different graphics even mm. and and they all actually feel like they bring something different to the table mm. yeah 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 that's this, like actual effort went into making this a fun game it's quite impressive really especially given how many of the events there are yeah, even on a technical level it actually i mean it runs really for 1991 i'm really surprised at quite how good it looked this with it's got like sort of plain vectors for all the slopes and that but it works it works really well mm-hmm. yeah and also the draw distance is quite impressive i mean it it does this sort of 3d slope where it renders the when you're doing the downhill it, it renders all the little trees in the distance mm. Yeah, it's and it's actually good. really playable, I think. Um, when you do stuff like, um, I mm-hmm. think, Giant Slalom, you, it's it's smooth. Um, when you go over like a... It, it feels really dynamic, right? If you go over a small, um, what should I call it, like like a small hill or something, you will do a, a jump and it's it really feels mm. like, like skiing, I think. Yeah, yeah the, the controls feel like... They've got a lot of feedback. That, yeah, mm-hmm. it feels feels almost like you're really in there in the part of the world. Yeah, and I, um, I, when I played it, um, you know, when you when you do these small jumps, it sometimes happens um, that you jump outside of the um, mm-hmm. of the track, really, and then you have to redo it. But you can learn the track um, really in, in a couple of of attempts, really. And I, I like that. So to me, this is like I said, probably the best the yeah. best game. In this, collection. this is a really solid entry, and it also brings back the biathlon, which is still <laughs> a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I, was str- I, t- I was struggling to actually hit the targets on this because it's got like a jittery cursor, hasn't mm. it? It's sort of just, uh-huh. I swear it's jittering sort of from the middle to the completely missing in like a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, I think part part of the trick there is you have to watch how you ski up to the target. Uh, because if your heart rate's too high, you jitter okay, more. Okay, okay. Exactly, exactly, that's it. 
So yeah, I think this is great. There's also uh, some some non-skiing modes. Are, although actually the majority of the modes are skiing, but one of them is interestingly the the luge. I think it's called. Or what's what's that? It's like on a on a going down a a, a track on a tiny sled cart yeah, thing. Basically, yeah. So it's like T try or whatever they could compare it to, don't they? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like a little. What is it? It's nothing. It's a little, yeah, it's just a piece of wood. And it's like a little table and you're going down. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a, it's a, it's a normal, normal sled, right? No, no, um, it's, that's what, what we used as kids. Maybe, maybe, it, maybe it's a bit, bit, bit more flat. Yeah, maybe. it's nothing. It's just, yeah, maybe, maybe it is more like a normal sled. I don't know. I'm. I'm not. It when when you when you look at a photo of someone doing the luge, it looks like they're just on the track with nothing. But yeah, that's and and it's it's uh, it's it's he- uh, feet first, right? Because there's also I think I've I've seen an Olympic event where they go head first, and that seems even more exciting. So yeah, is that uh, is that skeleton maybe? Yeah, I don't know the names, but yeah. This is, and and also the bobsled makes a re uh, reentry in this one, and they're skating again, but only speed skating, no figure skating, sadly. So, yeah, honestly, this is a great package. This is just, I would say, if you're going to play any of these winter collections, then, well, this is this is yeah, like the peak. Absolutely, this is yeah. I mean, can can you really go wrong with a game published by Accolade? Um, I don't think I've played mm. any bad accolade mm. games actually. Hmm. Not sure what they what they published more. Yes. A lot, but Okay, um do do we have to say anything more about this game except for it being awesome? It's awesome. <laughs> it's impressive. <laughs> yeah. It's great. Play it. It's the it this is the good game. That's a good one, yes, exactly. Okay, the next one. I couldn't actually get running. Um it's Winter Olympics Lillehammer 94. So I, I will leave this, the talking all to you guys. What's it about? How does it work? How does one get it to work? Well, yeah, on the subject of getting it to work, it's one of it's got one of these. I got the floppy disks images off of archive.org to try and install it. And I don't know if any one of you guys tried it. It's like it's like hieroglyphics. There's not any text anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I didn't get it through our archive. I think I just got it from some obscure abandonware site or something. Yeah. It, yeah. It 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 worked fine for me. Um uh, but I, I was it just the installer, Richard, or was the game itself also glitched out? Well, I did my I managed to get it running. It kept crashing a bit on me did this one, to be honest. So mm. I didn't get too far. The the menus in the game are sort of similarly cryptic from what I remember. Uh, yeah. No, they're very they're painful. Yeah. <laughs> the whole game is kind of well, we we mentioned before how the the winter challenge by Tynesoft, right? That was a bit a, a cash grab, a slap together. But this this is maybe mm-hmm. even more so. This is this is honestly borderline <laughs> criminal. I mean, <laughs> this is using the official Winter Olympics license, I think, because it opens with the logo and everything. Yeah, and it's got these two funny little characters by the menu, hasn't it? I'm guessing that they must have been the mascots. Yeah, I think so too. Mm. I think this is all quite official, but then they look Nordic, so 
Yikes. That could be the, the, the mask. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. But honestly, this, this game is, is really poor. Um, there's also, I mean, it's another one of these multi-event games, but there's actually not a whole lot of events, are there? I don't know if there's more to it, but I, I only played four modes, like two skiing ones and two other ones. Again, it's the menus. There's a really, I, I don't know if I can even explain it, but there's a really weird and stupid way you have to change which event you've chosen. And then if you go and press the wrong thing, it resets it back to what, what you had before. So there's, yeah, there's ways to get into a few more events. Oh. But yeah, it was, yeah, it's odd. Okay. <laughs> I, I can now confirm the two um, funny-looking figures are Christine and Horkon, and they are the official mascots of Lilhammer 94. Exactly. That's what I figured. So this is, I mean, this is really trying to appeal to a mass audience uh, by, by being the official Winter Olympics game for 94. It's by US Gold, by the way, which I don't think is a is known for their great games. But, oh, actually, US Gold, interestingly, is a British video game developer. Yeah, I think they started out importing sort of, I think Epic's games might have been some of them. They they imported games from the States, basically, for 8-bits. That was how they got going. Right. Okay. They did the... um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade action adventure, uh, action uh, arcade game. Yeah, they published so, it anyway. That was probably, yeah, that'd be, that'd be Lucasfilm, wouldn't it? But then, exactly. Well, no, I, I I think that's the adventure game. But there was also an action arcade game, which is completely unrelated to the uh, Lucas game. Weirdly, so th- there are actually two games called Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and they did the the, the less famous one. <laughs> Well, published it anyway. But uh, yeah, it's honestly, I don't know. I was a bit offended <laughs> after playing this. I was like, oh, yikes, you can't, this is, this is not right, you know, this is not. So I got off lightly when it was booting me out to DOS again, then I guess by the sound of it. <laughs> <laughs> Your computer was trying to tell yeah, you something. exactly. It was helping you, really. It, it's, it's not good. It's, uh, no. I thought some of the gra- some of the graphics looked, you know, were were, were quite slick and mm. well done. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it didn't didn't play well. Um, the, was this the one where the character models were really huge and and had these had these really big butts that were right <laughs> in your face, or was that or was that uh, uh. or was that the uh, other super ski game? I can't. I think it was this one. Where the the camera angle was really low, and then the character model was really big, and you couldn't even see where you're going. Mm. Yeah, I must say, a lot of the uh, skiing games suffer from the f- focusing a lot on the <laughs> rear end of the <laughs> skier character. <laughs> this is a this is a common issue with a lot of them. But yeah, I I, don't, I think a lot of the games are also from the side in this one, actually. Uh, like the, the the bobsledding is from well, it's it, it's got an intro animation from. The- it starts off on the side. That's it. That's it. Yeah, and then it goes into the real 
into the real mode. You're right. The player character's rear end is basically <laughs> where you want to look if you want to steer. So, uh, yeah. It's a step back also, I feel, from uh, the Accolade one. Mm. I mean, it, it, it doesn't look bad, but it's not as sophisticated, I feel, as the more 3D polygons. No, no. I mean, if you consider in 1991 uh, with, with Win- uh, Accolade Winter Challenge, um, the downhill things, they had full sort of sloped 3D environments with hills and, exactly. and things. And, and then in, in uh, the US Gold game, there's no contours really when you're going downhill. There's just sort of yeah. up and down, and that, that's yeah. it. So, no, this this is just this is a terrible game in every way, and people should should just. Oh yeah, I see now. I'm looking at some footage on on YouTube. There is actually a biathlon as well. I didn't even get to that, and uh, a ski jump. Okay, so there is more stuff, but oh wow, the bobsledding looks. Impressive, sort of. Uh, yeah, that's that's one where I thought the graphics mm. was well done in the bobsledding one. That possibly the only event that I didn't right. mind playing. Yeah, it's a bit mashed together. I feel it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were doing, but it's no, no, just just <laughs> avoid it at all costs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Lillehammer 94. The next one on the list, mm. that's, that's a very special one. I'll try to pronounce the name. It's in Hebrew, so I, um, I apologize to anyone speaking <laughs> Hebrew luck. in advance because I don't speak a single word of Hebrew, and I'll try to pronounce the English transliteration here. So the name appears to be Vardit Biharpatka Hadasha Bialifut Haglisha. You, you translated it yesterday, mm, well didn't done. you? Fine. Well, uh, I think Bjorn also posted a translation on the forums. Yeah, I just put it in Google. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is this is this is not one of those multi-event. Well, technically, it is because it's three games in one, but only one is focusing on skiing, right? Or a winter. Event. Yeah, but this is not one of those. Uh, collection of of no. winter themed games as, as but honestly i think this one were. might have actually been my my favorite out of the lot that we played what <laughs> because it's so <laughs> it's so weird and, and uh, maybe we should say how it was how it came to be so this is essentially a marketing game for an israeli um food product right i think it might be some mm. some chocolate company or something like that and you're 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 playing a cow on skis who is uh, who is skiing um, from left to right on the screen and has to avoid some obstacles like there are penguins, um, signs, stuff like that, and you have to collect chocolate bars, and that's the game. I think Richard found this one. Yeah, I was just a mobile game search. So it's, I mean, you basically just got two lines. You have to go up and down between them, don't you? It's about as simple as that. I think you can jump as well. Oh, yeah, you can. Yes, you can. You have can go up, down, and jump. Yeah, I mean, I mean, for, for just a free game, it's a bit of fun. You can finish it in about five minutes. Yeah, uh, well, once you get to the to the game itself, um, because the only words in that are not written in Hebrew are space and enter, I think, on the um, 
symbols for, for the keys that you have to press to do stuff. So it takes a bit of, of trial and error if you're not fluent in Hebrew. But once you do that, I thought it was, was quite fun for a couple of minutes. It looks, looks cute. Yeah, I see. Did, did you actually read out the translation, uh, Bjorn? Because I think we just... Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the listener who's not aware of... Uh... Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, what? <laughs> well, just, just move on there. Uh, yeah, no, it was... Um... Oh, I'm just looking it up now. I can't even remember what I, <laughs> what I came up with. It was something like Vardit in a new surfing adventure. But uh, I'm guessing the surfing was a was a mistake, right? <laughs> because I didn't see a whole lot of. Is it, yeah, is, is there any surfing? There's a jet skiing. If if that counts as skiing, so. Oh, okay. So so there's jet skiing, but also just normal ice, yeah, like so snow it's like, skiing. It's basically the same game. Just moving between. Just swap the graphics over. <laughs> collect your chocolate bars <laughs> or whatever they are off the penguins. Mm. <laughs> the game also starts with like um, three screens, just advertisements, right? But I, th- I think if you had given me the game when I was <laughs> six, seven years old, I could have had yeah, a couple of hours fun with it. Like three with a chocolate bar or something, I don't know, but it's not bad. Yeah. It's, a, it, it's not the only uh, advertisement game for DOS, is it? I, I think there's been a few of these. I'm not sure if, if if Cool Spot was one of the yeah yeah I think that was Checks Quest mm. is a famous one. What's that one that was one that licensed the Doom engine, wasn't it? It came with serial in the states. I can't remember. That's Checks Quest, was it? Okay. Yeah, that that was oh, the Checks right. Quest. I've not actually played this. When you look up the company that actually made the game, Multimedia KID, they only made four games, and all of those are advertisement games for different um, Israeli uh, food companies. So, right, right. They, so, they yeah. had their, they found their niche. Well, they did, but then after four games, they gave up. So, oh well. Are, uh, what year are these four games from? All '96, it seems. Okay. Wow. So they they had a run for a year <laughs> and then gave up. <laughs> ah well. Yeah, it's it's a bit of fun, but it's well I like it's it. more fun maybe than the Lil Armor <laughs> game, actually. So yes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um well this one it, it actually it's more like a platformer, right? Like a like, like a side scrolling endless runner yeah. or something like that. Just without yeah. being endless. Mm. A bit ahead of its time, maybe. <laughs> so Mm. Let, let we, shall we look at the next one? Definitely. That would be Ski King. We're getting into a bit indie game territory yeah. now, aren't we? So this is mm. essentially ski-free, but for DOS, right? Yeah, very much. But uh, actually, uh, I mean, it's it's not a big challenge, this game. You you look down at the screen in the same kind of perspective that you did in um, Ski or Die in the downhill mm. event, and you have to steer left, right, or straight down, and you have to avoid trees. That's essentially all the game is, right? So anything that I missed? Anything? I mention the sort of <laughs> <laughs> What about the sound effects? Well, whoever programmed it clearly got just bought himself a mic and decided to sort of do all his own voiceovers for it, shall we say? It's a bit like Jill of the Jungle, isn't it? It's a bit of those, <laughs> you know, we, we had those, yeah, samples in that one. It's a bit in that style. It's, yeah. I think there was a, a specific style in the 90s where you just scream cool stuff. <laughs> and 
the title screen as well. It's got like the the, serious, the most amateur looking title screen I've ever seen on a on a DOS game. I'd say. <laughs> so it's, it's clearly someone who's never picked up Microsoft Paint or whatever before. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty. Come on, the title screen. It's it's I I don't know. I think it's kind of it's very obviously made by a single person, yeah. right? Probably the X Productions. So, Let's look up who is X Productions. It's just one guy, oh, obviously. The person made three games: Ski King, huh. Ski King Two, and Joyous Rebel. Mm. Ah, Joyous Rebel. Let's look at that one. Oh, there was an advert for this on one of the get one of the other ones, one of the Ski Kings. Ah, didn't uh, uh, the title screen you mentioned, Richard? Was that for the first or the second game? Oh, that's the first one. Exactly, because I thought the title for the second was the second quite game nice, actually looks quite. To be fair, it looks quite nice. The second game, it's got his, got yeah. his falling snow and all that, which is it definitely improved a bit in that year. Hmm. Yeah, to me, it almost felt felt like Ski King Two was really just the alpha release of Ski King One. Like Ski King One was version zero point four or something, right? And then he just tidied up everything and put in some features and and released it again. Yeah, yeah, it does really come across, and it's also they're only one year apart, right? Because mm. Skeeking One's ninety six and Skeeking Two is ninety seven, so I think very obviously they just cleaned up what they had and improved upon it. Yeah, and it's essentially the same game. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's actually quite good fun. Is the second one I thought after, but it's very really simple. But mm. yeah, it is. It is very much just ski free. I I, I felt it's. Uh, Ski Free is that is that Windows game, right? I'm, I'm yeah. sure a lot yeah. of you have played it. It's. Uh, I thought it would be fun to mention. Just, I mean, since we're discussing skiing games, uh, I'm sure Ski Free is one that a lot of people played because it was part of the Microsoft Entertainment Pack. Um, Microsoft in the early '90s used to bundle up. I don't know. There were not even all games, were they? There are also screensavers and and just I don't know. Fun stuff for your computer. <laughs> yeah, it was mostly games. Um, yeah, and and that's actually where Minesweeper was first released in the first entertainment pack. Oh. Uh, and then when Windows three point one came in, they included it uh, with that. So in Windows three point you didn't have you didn't have Minesweeper at all, which is almost unthinkable. Yeah, that's unless you bought the entertainment pack. Ah, I see. Oh, that's interesting. Um, technically, you can still run this on DOS, by the way, or or in DOSBox, I should say. I mean, if you're if you're using DOSBox to play these games like I do, then you can actually just install Windows three in DOSBox, no problem, and then run Ski Free on top of that. You can now officially install Windows ninety five in DOSBox, DOSBox X at least, right? So you can mm. also play stuff like I guess you can play Half Life yeah. in DOSBox. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we, we once had someone um, recommend or suggest Half-Life in our forums, and I thought, well, That's true. Once, That's true. once we get Windows 98 on, on DOSBox, <laughs> we can play Half-Life in DOSBox. <laughs> Expanding our... Uh, well, if we do run out of games, which I don't think... We're, we're not going to run out of games. No, 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 we're not, no, we're not. But yeah, we could expand into the Windows realm just as easily. Uh but yeah, I mean, it's just fun to mention. I, I read the, the the ski free is also made by a single person, um, Chris Peary, Perai, I don't know, um, and he actually started programming uh, a text mode skiing game first when he was a student, 
which was also inspired by the Atari 2600 game skiing. So it, it sort of comes full circle. That's not the skiing game we were talking about earlier, is it? No, no, no. This is a, a different text mode game called skiing. So, <laughs> <laughs> How many of these were there? Uh, loads. <laughs> huh. Interestingly, um, the guy who made um, Ski King, um, Scott Haig, I think. Um, when, at least that's mm. what, I, uh, what I suppose. Because Joyous Rebel, yeah. um, the other game that Axe Productions made... Was made by by Scott Hake Hark. Yeah, um, he went on to make stuff like Excite Bite, Pilot Wings Resort, Donkey Kong Country. So, wow. oh wow, okay. that's cool. Yeah, that's that's quite in the quite a career coming from Ski King. Um, well, what year is Donkey Kong Country actually? Well, it's 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 not the original Donkey oh, Kong Country. Okay. It's um, one of the new releases. Right. Donkey Kong Country Returns 3D and Tropical Freeze, right. which is for the Wii U, I think. Exactly. Okay, that's cool. So he got a real career out of out of yep. his ski king Definitely. endeavors. Yeah, that's nice. That's cool. Oregon Trail third edition. Hmm. So, just thought I'd mention that. Yeah. Um, Joyous Rebel, the the second game they made, um, Axe Productions. That's actually a game made by by a couple of people. Okay. Um, and it's I think they tried to make an Ultima clone. I think those who has the weird. Um, Diagonal uh, perspective of Ultima mm. six and seven, I think that seems ambitious for a, yeah. for for a, a game after Ski King. But <laughs> but yeah, I, all in all, Ski King two is kind of fun, isn't it? Yeah, I think even the first one was actually playable. Um, I mean, there's there's not much variety. It doesn't get harder over time. Just the segments that you have to do get longer and longer. So mm. Mm. getting very high scores isn't that hard in that game. But was it's it, it, we had fun for a couple of minutes. Yeah, for an arcade game, arcade game, arcade game. That's yeah, yeah. And I, I just sort of like, I just, I just like that kind of made in somebody's basement sort of charm of the yeah. game, where he's not trying to sell a million copies, so he just he's he's got no fear of just putting whatever he wants in it and just doing it how he he likes it, and doesn't matter if it's a bit rough. Yeah. Exactly. So if you if you just have five minutes to play something and you have already finished Vadit, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, play Vadit again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, is that all we have to say about Ski King One and Two? I think so. I think so. So up to the next one, which was actually one of the games that I maybe put the most time in. It's Ski Jump International. It's another one of those made by a single person games. Yeah, and that's the one that I mentioned um, in the beginning. It actually teaches you how to do ski jumping. Hmm. So you, you have a side view um, of a ski jumping ramp, and then it, when when you're done, it tells you, well, you jumped too early, jump later. And then you jump a bit later and say, hey, you jumped way too late, jump <laughs> earlier next time. And then it tells you your, your, your distance was too low. Maybe you can think about starting landing a bit later, and it tells you how to pitch your body against the wind. It's yeah. I actually learned learned a bit about ski jumping in this game. It's essentially a coach, right? It's like yes. yeah. That's kind of cool. That's not in a lot of games, weirdly. Like an actual coach. I mean, sports has these, right? I mean, there's loads of sports games, but there's not a lot of coaches in these. They're mostly just, yeah, you figure it out. Here's a sport, you do it. <laughs> so no, I mean I, I guess in a lot of sports it that would be just an 
you'd, you'd almost have to have a PhD in, in AI <laughs> to, to come up with a coach for, you know, something like soccer. Yeah. Yeah. Good um, but even so, I'm sure, I'm sure there's enough other sports games that are similarly just, just about a single technical skill where they could, they could put something like this in it. I, I don't remember ever seeing it presented in this way where it's literally a coach helping you to improve. It's, I thought it was really nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely definitely a, a great feature in that game. It's, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, th- I think I wouldn't have played it as much had I not had that. I would have I'd probably just given up and said, I don't know how to do this. I can't get any more distance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, give up, play something else. Uh, since it's by a, a single person, I feel we should name them. Uh, it's the a Ski Jump International was released in '94, and was I think it was made by a Finnish guy, Viel Kononen or something. Uh, so yeah, good effort, Viel. Viel. Yeah, he must have been working on this for years because the, the one I played was like version three from about 2000. It was really late for DOS. Wow. Okay. Um, that one was the one that came in like 20 languages, right? So he, I think he put in quite a bit of effort into translating all of the texts in the game. That's amazing. Because I first started the first one that I found, and then I started the second version a bit later, and suddenly it was in German, and I was like, oh, what's going on here? How did you know I'm German? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's cool. This, there's impressive graphics also, I feel. I mean, it's sort of this VGA, but very detailed in a way. It's... Uh, I don't know. It's a cool style. It's yeah. It's it's not not realistic style. It's it's a bit stylized. Um, some of the levels or some of the ramps look like Tetris blocks with a ramp on top. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter for for as long as the geometry and the physics work. It doesn't yeah. matter how it looks from the side. And this guy uh, went for for a less realistic style. And I think it's it's beautiful. Yeah, I think it looks really good. Yeah, it's got all There's these no... different types of hill, hasn't it? So different different distances to jump and the like. Mm-hmm. I think it's sort of trying to mm-hmm. recreate the season. I guess you have to jump at different times, different body angles, depending on wind speed and all of this. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's really very detailed. It's and it also emulates an entire tournament, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever you did your jump, you will scroll through pages and pages of results of computer players that did their <laughs> jumps. Yeah, yeah. How many people are competing in these? Yeah, like lot, fifty it? or something. It's a lot. It's not it's... a bad thing, though, is it? Because a lot of these other games, if you're not playing against someone else, they don't really have like a competition mode. Yeah, mm. definitely. Yeah, a lot of these competitive games become fun once you have a good opponent because then well then it really brings it to the next level so there's no sound in the game at all is there i mean i my version didn't have any sound i don't know i can't remember you know looking at screenshots now there are also people who make custom ramps for those oh wow um did someone see that option in the game or did you have to hack the game files oh. for that. I think it was share. Uh, maybe maybe she registered it. Possibly. I don't remember. Hmm. It does seem like a, a moddable game, though. I mean, what, what what can you mod there? I mean, you can provide new uh, geometry. Uh, some for last the hills. line on mobile games. Yeah, if you registered it, you could make use your own graphics to create hills. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, I my version has a hill maker. Hill maker. It's <laughs> just inside the game. It's just an option in the menu. Hill maker. Hmm. So, 
I guess it's... Ah, so maybe that, that registered version can just use different graphics, but you can still edit the hill in the base game, in the shareware version maybe. I don't but know. But that's a cool feature, I think. I mean, I didn't know there was so much variety in ski jumping, but now I do. Yeah, yeah, it's it's great. It's, it's like an educational game, but also fun. Mm-hmm. It's... Uh... This was on, honestly one of my favorite games in general. Yeah, I think I spent spent most time with that one. So, and I, in the end, I actually managed to do some decent jumps. That was it. Took me like like ten attempts mm-hmm. until I actually landed somewhere in this. I I don't even know what it means in the blue and the red um, marked zones mm. on the ramp. Did you do a, a telemark landing? <laughs> I, I tried both of them. I didn't really f- notice any difference in, in difficulty. No. Even though the, the game actually tells you the telemark landing is harder, but will give you more style points. Yeah. So <laughs> this game, I, I think it's worth worth your time. Yeah. At least for 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 an hour or so. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd agree with that. This this and deluxe ski jump they're very similar, aren't they? The next game, but mm. I think they're pro- this probably the two I spent longest on out of all of them. I couldn't really get into the next one, which um, you already said, it's Deluxe Ski Jump. It's also the last game we have on our list right now. Yeah, uh, I think mostly because it's entirely mouse-controlled, and when playing on a, on a laptop, ah. that's, <laughs> no, that's, that's a bit weird. That's not good. No, you really need a dedicated mouse for this. But then I think it is really impressive, though. Mm. This is... yeah, it, looks, it looks awesome, right? It's proper 3D graphics. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very similar idea to the previous one. Um but as you said, it's mouse controlled, so it, it to me it felt like uh, it was a lot more sort of really fine tuned in the movements. Whereas with a keyboard, you press a button and you change your stance by a degree, and then you press another button, you change by a degree. Whereas this, you've got that really fine tuned mouse movement, and yeah, it just felt more analog, I guess. But it didn't have that coach feature, which uh, hmm. yeah, I think made me go back to Ski Jump International. Uh, because I, I couldn't figure out how to improve my jumps in this one, mm-hmm. basically. Do you think you could use the coach from Ski Jump to get better at Deluxe Ski? You know, that's that's what I just thought. Um, I played Ski Jump after Deluxe Ski Jump, and um, I just thought maybe if I played, played them in reverse order, uh, maybe I would have gotten more out of Deluxe Ski Jump. I, I played this one first, and I did a few seasons. You did get gradually figure out what you have to do in just terms of when to jump and what angle you need to be at. It, it works really well. I really like this one. It's very, very light for a DOS game. It's possibly the lightest one we've played on the club, I would have thought. Mm. It's it's from 2000, which is... Well, that's, that's the MS-DOS Dark Ages, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's more likely to that that a DOS game would come out this year than in 2000, <laughs> yeah, I probably, feel. Yeah. Yeah, were they just drop were they just dropping support for it in Windows ME? Have I got that right? Yeah, or or XP, I don't know. Yeah, they totally crippled that DOS was still sort of running partially in the background in ME, but they totally crippled your ability to drop into it or or or, or exit to it. And then XP, they just got rid of it entirely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, this was and this was before DOSBox 2. So if you wanted to play a DOS game in 2000, well, you just had to have a real DOS install, I suppose. So I think actually DOSBox came into, into being because of this. Because people were figuring, hey, 
they're dropping DOS support. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess back in 2000, you could still use a flop, stick it on a floppy disk and do it that way. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, well, it was becoming clear then that, that DOS wouldn't be around. And I think, I think that's what sparked people to, to put together DOSBox in order to extend its life. So we're actually very grateful for that in a way. It might have not happened if if DOS support had remained a thing in Windows, and and because of DOSBox, it now runs on phones and stuff. So, yeah. So this game was actually made by a, by a proper company, MediaMont, Mont, MediaMont. Okay. And with a, I mean, the game was still only made by two people, I assume, Yussi Koskela and Kal- Kalevi Koskela. I guess they are sound related. Probably. Um, and then um, Moby Games lists all the translators and with their email addresses. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that's, you can send funny. them a thank you message. Yes. One thing I, I would like to mention is that this game seems to have some kind of ragdoll physics, uh-huh. which I remember being all the craze in the 2000s. Uh, and especially with Finnish games, right? Mm. There's this truck and stair dismount games. They were yeah. both <laughs> yes. Finnish, right? <laughs> Exactly. So, yeah, I, I think that's quite impressive to include in a in a 2000 DOS game to have ragdoll physics. That's not a common thing in DOS games at all. Oh. So that's that's quite cool. But I, I do think you need a dedicated mouse in order to get anything out of this game, which, yeah, it is quite good. The game also has at least three sequels, of which uh, Moby Games knows two. Okay. So there is Deluxe Ski Jump 3 and 4 as well on Moby Games. I assume the second one, the first sequel, would have been called Deluxe Ski Jump 2. Really? There's just no no proof of that at the moment. So the, the second game listed is Deluxe Ski Jump 3. Yes. Yeah, that makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they skipped a the number. Yeah, um, maybe they did. <laughs> so the latest one came out in 2011. Wow. And it's... It's actual 3D. No, it's still side view, I think. It's a bit hard to tell from the screen, screenshots. It's got a bit of 3D, I can say. It looks quite good. But uh, ah. be worth a look. Yeah. So they're still going with this or not? I guess. I'm looking at a video of, of Ski Jump 4 now, and it looks deluxe Ski Jump 4. It looks real 3D. I mean, it is from the side, but it is definitely mm-hmm. polygons. So, Well, I guess the first one had, had that already as well. So. Just with chunkier polygons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Apparently this is, um, the whole series is more interesting than I thought it was at first. But if Richard says it's actually a good game, then I will trust his his knowledge about DOS games. Well, all right. It's it's really very, very similar to Ski Jump International. It's It's just the controls, whether you want to use mouse or keyboard at the end of the day. I did. I did quite like the mouse control. I sort of felt like I mean, you get better at it with practice, but it's never. It's not so precise that you're going to be able to do it every time. Still, so it hmm. keeps the challenge. That is cool. I'm looking at MediaMont's website, which is still. I mean, I think they're still going. They did a. They did a post in, well, in November, uh, of 2020. So well, it's a beautiful website too. <laughs> it's it's mediamont.fi, which is I I think the Finnish top level domain, right? 
They've got a poll on their homepage. Have you, pl- <laughs> Have you played <laughs> Deluxe Ski Jump for over five years? And 22,000 people have wow. voted yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's an and, online and mode options, as well. Wait, the options are yes and, and not yet. yet. There's 31 people online, according to this, exactly. right now, playing the new version. Exactly. Mm, this, that's this. pretty good going. Oh, they, here's a link to Ski Jump 2 on their website. I wonder why nobody, had, nobody bothered to put it on mobile games. Well, if you look at Ski Jump 2, Seems it, to be ski looks, jump. it looks like Ski yeah, Jump 1. Yeah, it does. Yeah. So, huh. Actually, yeah, what's the, going on? What's going on here? Yeah, they haven't got one, they haven't got one on there either. I think what's going on is that they made Ski Jump and then kept making improvements mm-hmm. until they reached version 2. So they just accidentally made the sequel while making updates. <laughs> DSJ2 for Android released is their latest news. Yeah. That's interesting. So, yeah, Deluxe Ski Jump is an active community and everything. This is, this is just the thing. I guess if we had someone here who's actually into ski jumping... And they would have thought, yeah, this of, of course, of course, this is, the, big this is the game. You, <laughs> you idiots, have you not heard of Deluxe Ski Jump? Come on. Yeah, probably. This is cool. I think we should send UC Koskela, which seemed to be the guy running Media Mont. Maybe we could drop him an email, ask him what he thinks of, uh, of, of, of our review. <laughs> <laughs> right. So... Um, as I said, that was the last game that we've looked at. Um, mm. Shall we? Can we summarize the whole month? What's the best game? What's the worst game? What's the most notable game? Maybe anyone? Time. Uh, well, uh, let me let me start by saying that I'm both impressed by how many skiing games there are, and at the same time, there's only really a handful of them. I was, I was, I was thinking there would be, I don't know, dozens of these skiing games, and then in the end we could only find maybe, I don't know, twelve or something. So, yeah, I thought it would be a richer world of skiing games, but actually, there's there's just a handful, really. Um, and I can see some sort of progression from the arcade nature of the '80s into a more realism. Uh, focused 90s. Yeah, in my opinion, it peaked with the game's Winter Challenge in 91 by Accolade. I'm not sure if many of these collection games were made later. I think so. I mean, they're probably still made now. Probably. I don't know. But yeah, for me, it sort of peaked there. And um, then I just spent the rest of the month playing Ski Jump International. Because that's really because it peaked at the games with the challenge. That's why I spent the rest of the month playing ski jumping. Well, I I was just looking at these collections, but but in the end, the ski jumping focused one that really piqued my interest. Because yeah, I don't know, there's something about improving your jump that's just really addicting. So that's the big surprise. Probably makes sense that deluxe ski jump is still around. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what about you, Bjorn? Well, I mean, if we if we disqualify Vardit. Why, wait, what? Wait, why, why would you do that? that was because it's, it'd be a bit unfair to the other games if we include that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, look, I would. It, it's. I mean, it is hard to say either. 
either the Accolade uh, Games Winter Challenge or either of the Ski Jump Games. Because, I mean, because they are fairly different ones, obviously multiple events and the other one's really focused. It's sort of hard to pick between which one I like better. But, yeah, they'd, they'd be my top ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, well, yeah, I'd exactly the same for me, to be honest. I don't, I, a lot of these earlier ones and sort of the mini game, they don't, they're okay for a few minutes, but they're not something you'd want to spend any time on, really. They don't hold up too well mm. in my eyes. But the ski jumping one, I got really got into both of them. It's kind of quite relaxing to sort of switch off and just jump down all these slopes for half an hour or whatever. Right. I think the the international ski jump game. I think that's something that will be be around on my laptop for uh, for quite a while. I think that's something I can dive into from time to time, even when it's not winter. <laughs> so that's right. that's an interesting find for me. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with what you guys say. These um, let's say these three games maybe they are really. I mean, Deluxe Ski Jump wasn't so much for me because I couldn't get into the controls, really. But Ski Jump International and um, the game's Winter Challenge, as you guys said, they those are really... I think they might even work if they were released with slightly updated graphics, maybe, today, mm. I think. So, yeah, I think we have a unanimous opinion here, right? So Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But then again, Vadit... It's probably the most <laughs> most fun to well, look at. It's it's a I, I like that one. It's it has a I have a warm spot in my heart for this game. <laughs> it is a cool find. I mean, I mm. nobody would have expected when nope. checking out skiing games that we would end up playing with a cow character. I mean, that's not something you see coming. So I mean, um, I don't know who put it into the document, but there are there's basically one bullet point for the game, and it's a skiing cow. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it makes sense in the context of a advertisement game targeting mm. the children. So. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So that's skiing. Mm-hmm. I would say I, I had fun. Yeah. But I'm also happy that we're now doing proper games. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> proper games. Well, it's fun to to. Uh, what is? It's like fun to alternate between them, I feel. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. yeah. So it's always fun to look at these smaller scoped things from time to time. But you can't really dedicate a whole month to any of these, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So clearly. If we had, I mean, at best, um, the games, that would have been one that one could have played for an entire month. But I think it makes sense that we put them all together in, in yeah. one episode, basically. Definitely. Okay, so that was skiing games. Now, what what else is going on in the club time? Well, um, as we're recording this, we're halfway through January, and our January game is Master of Magic uh, by Microprose, 1994. Sort of the same vein as Master of Orion, but with a fantasy theme. Uh, Mixes civilization with Heroes of Might and Magic, maybe. It's a Steve Barcia game. So. When, when we discuss it next month, I think it will be interesting to compare it to the other Master of games mm. made by Simtex. Yeah. So because you can see a clear progression there. So exactly. So that's, that's, it's fun. that's yeah, it's a cool game, and uh, probably by the time this podcast comes out, 
uh, January will be over and we will have started our uh, year of the adventure game because we decided we have not really been playing a whole lot of adventure games throughout the history of the club, even though adventure games are a staple of DOS gaming. I mean, if you if you think of, of a typical DOS game, then a point-to-click adventure is really up there as one of the the main genres, I would say. So, yeah, it seemed fair to to play more of those for a year. So every other month we're playing an, an adventure game. And the first one this year will be Day of the Tentacle by LucasArts. One which, of my all-time favorites. Really looking yeah, forward to that Yeah, this game is, is honestly amazing. I mean, whether you're a point-and-click adventure fan or not, I feel you should just check out this game regardless. Yeah. Because this is just... Especially if you're into Saturday morning cartoons, then, well, this game is just... It's just awesome. So, Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and it, it got a remaster not long ago, I think. Yeah, like like most of the LucasArts adventures they did. Yeah, first. exactly. So so there's even a modern... Uh, even if you're not even into old games, you can just check out the the more recent one. But then again, what's what's the likeliness of someone listening to this episode of Lost <laughs> Game Club podcast and not yeah, being into sure. old games? <laughs> yeah, sure. But, I mean, people know other people, right? So you can recommend it to someone yes. i don't know i don't um so that's what we're going to do in february and then in march it's uh, time for blockbuster first person shooters again because that's what we do in march right yes because march is our birthday anniversary yes. four yes. years already wow yes so we played doom as our first game we played let me think i think we played juke nukem what did we actually do <laughs> we scroll through our old episodes list juke nukem yes Yes, and then the third one was Blood. Blood. So, yeah, we've done uh, one IT game and two build engine games. So, yeah, we should look back to IT, but also, well, this is an Apogee game. It's it's sort of, I think it was intended as a uh, sequel to Wolfenstein, but then it wasn't. Uh, Rise of the Triad is what I'm talking about, <laughs> actually, by the way. <laughs> Name the title. So, yeah, Rise of the Triad, which was developed by Apogee, but is very much one of those It-inspired games. Yeah, um, also uses a, an improved Wolfenstein engine. So Yeah, exactly. So... Yeah, this is a cool game. I played this back in the day. I vividly remember the uh, guns akimbo dual wielding, uh, well, that stuff. So it's one of the few, weirdly, uh, first-person shooter games who do that. I mean, you would think it's a pretty obvious thing to do, but actually a lot of first-person shooters stick to a single gun, which is, well, just a wasted opportunity. I mean... More guns, more better, right? I mean, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think the first game I remember doing that might be Unreal. Yeah. Yeah, it had an option. I, I remember Unreal Tournament having uh one of the game one of the guns having a, a dual wielding option. Yeah, the the base handheld. Yeah, yeah, whatever the name was. Yeah. Dominator or something like that, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's going to be March and Mm-hmm. Then more adventure games throughout the year. Yeah, every other month. Yeah. So uh, April, another adventure game. May, 
something else and then like that for the rest of the year so right so that's the near future and let's do the regular um stuff about what where you can reach us so all of this you can find on dosgameclub.com where we have our forums all the episodes where you can find more information on how to contact us how to be part of the whole club i mean the name club is not just a name it's it's actually a club right mm. so supposed to join and and help with with making this happen i think i think <laughs> um the last couple episodes we had at least one new person on the show in each episode right yeah yeah that's that's something good. yeah exactly I, I i think that's something to aim for it's like one veteran one new member that mm-hmm. that's that's a way to keep the club going so exactly yeah, that's cool and another way in which you can participate is by just suggesting a game on our forums. That's that said, there are something like 60 open suggestions. Yes, but so. also we've planned out most of 2021. So, well, because I wanted to and and you were you were resisting, but I mean, we can always yes. change plans. I know you feel uh, uncomfortable with that, but well, it's it's possible. Uh, yeah, and people can still suggest games. It just might take a while for us to get to them. But well, there, there are suggestions from 2017 that we haven't even looked at. I know, so. I know. <laughs> maybe, maybe, that's the problem when you do only one game or one one topic a month. That means yeah. suggestions can accumulate over time. But I guess it's still cool to browse through the suggestions. I mean, people can play games outside of the club, right? So if nope. you're looking for... It, <laughs> <laughs> Nobody no, but told it, me this. <laughs> no, but I mean, if you're looking for inspiration for an old game to play, then our suggestion list is is quite a cool list to browse through. So there's, there's just value, even if we don't pick them for, a, for an upcoming month, I feel. Yeah. Then another way you can participate or contribute to the whole DOS gaming experience is to send us a voice message like Watchful did for this episode. Mm. There's more information on that on the website, or you can just email us your message to club at dosgameclub.com, I think. Is that the name? Yes. Yeah, that's the address. Definitely. If you want to talk to us a bit more directly, then you can always find us on IRC. That's channel DOS Game Club on the Afternet IRC network. Or you can contact us on Twitter, where we are at DOS Game Club. And we would really like if you rated our show in your podcasting app. At least if you want to give us a good rating. <laughs> yeah, otherwise don't bother. <laughs> otherwise send an email. So <laughs> we, we can talk about everything, guys. Write, write your critique down and save it in my documents and just keep it there. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, if you have a- any critique, any, any negative oh, yeah. or constructive criticism We're always tell open, us. of course we're of just course. kidding here of course <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's it that is it that is so, so thank you guys for joining um thanks Bjorn, for hosting richard martin yeah thank you thank you talk all, i hope to talk to all of you again in the future uh, that's it bye yeah, yeah. bye, bye. bye.